0: Intermittent fasting. It's gotten a lot of attention, it's summertime, yeah, you're wearing a swimsuit, the shorts, you can't hide under the bulky sweaters and the jeans, so weight of course is at the top of your mind. And you've done intermittent fasting before and it worked, so what's different now? We're talking intermittent fasting for the middle-aged woman. You may be doing this all wrong, and today I'm going to give you the lowdown. Straight talk for the middle-aged woman today on the Healthy Harmony podcast. Welcome to the podcast. It's Jennifer, your uh, your host, and um, I am a dietitian turned functional medicine health coach, and I'm about to add midlife women's hormone specialist. To my list of credentials, and I'm really excited about that. So uh, this summer, I'm either working, coaching, uh, or I'm studying. So this is a six-month hormone mentorship, and it is absolutely incredible One of the smartest things I've ever done. Um, So I'm so excited um, about this. The more I learn, the more I realize, oh, wow, there's a lot that you need. There's a lot that I need. So just know, as I'm learning, I am working diligently to put together an extensive hormone program just for you so you can benefit. You need this information. In the meantime, you're going to get little snippets about what I'm learning here on the podcast. So stay tuned. Women, this podcast is just for you. So when we're talking intermittent fasting, this is advice for a woman. It is a different ball game with men. So it just so happens that most of the research on intermittent fasting has been done on men. We're not men. Our bodies and our hormones are not like men. Therefore, we have a very hard time extrapolating the data to a woman's Body. However, today I'm not really discussing a ton of science and research and the studies because, first of all, there's not a whole lot out there. I'm just going to discuss with you the mistakes that I've made and the mistakes that I've heard my clients make because I want you to have the right information so you know what's right for you. There are tremendous benefits to intermittent fasting, there's no doubt about it. Um, Remember, when we say intermittent fasting, it's simply a time when you're going without eating. You're fasting for a period of time, then you have a period of time when you're eating. Um, So we're going to kind of get into that today. And um, I want you to understand that when we talk intermittent fasting, there's a lot of different things at play here. And I think you're going to understand that at the end of this podcast. So when we're talking your success with intermittent fasting and reaping all the benefits from that. It can vary dramatically based on your age your hormone status your thyroid function your stress levels and your adrenal sufficiency what wait jennifer you mean it's not a one-size-fits-all no ma'am it's not i don't care what the freaking tiktok video says it's not a one-size-fits-all so this is information you need so, it can really vary based on the thyroid function. So, just to give you a little bit of information about the thyroid, your thyroid regulates your metabolism. Key nutrients are needed for proper thyroid function. So, when we dramatically cut calories, it damages the thyroid. Also, the thyroid is greatly affected by stress. Extreme calorie cutting, not getting those key nutrients, is stress to the body. So keep that in mind. Adrenal function. You heard me say the words adrenal sufficiency. The adrenal glands are a pair of walnut-sized glands. They sit on top of the kidneys. They produce two key stress hormones. Um, Cortisol and adrenaline. So you've heard the term adrenal dysfunction. You've heard the term adrenal fatigue. The proper term is HPA axis dysfunction, HPA. It is a feedback loop, a very crucial feedback loop. So HPA stands for your hypothalamus, pituitary and adrenal axis. Think of it as command central. It is responsible for carbohydrate metabolism, Digestive function, endocrine function. Remember, your endocrine uh, function is hormones, blood sugar, insulin, etc. Detoxification, mood, bone health, brain health, and more. There's a lot that rides on your adrenal glands, that HPA axis feedback loop functioning properly. Uh, so, what I have seen, uh, based on my health and working with so many clients. HPA axis dysfunction is one of the key drivers that is absolutely destroying your health, keeping you in an inflamed state, keeping you in a state of hormone imbalance, blood sugar imbalance, and making insulin resistance and making weight loss, weight maintenance pretty much an impossibility, okay? Uh, and it's absolutely wearing you out because there's so much fatigue Um, associated with this. And you're like, oh my God, is it just me? And then we always feel guilty when we don't feel good, right? Because we have so many people depending on us. So adrenal function is so very important. We will get, we'll take a deep dive into these larger topics in the future. But I wanted to introduce you to thyroid and adrenals because they play a very key role when it comes to your success with intermittent fasting. I've had a lot of uh, g- guests on here talk about intermittent fasting. And there's there's just some different information out there. There can be a difference. Uh, it looks like that a woman after menopause may be able to get away with a longer fast uh, because her hormone status is different than a woman in perimenopause. Um, but that is only if that person is very, very healthy. However, uh, what I have learned in this extensive hormone education and what my hormone mentors recommend for all women is nothing longer than a 12 to 14 hour fast. Okay, so that is the bottom line. So let's get into it. What are some mistakes you're making with intermittent fasting? What are some of the mistakes that I've made with intermittent, intermittent fasting? Number one, you're skipping breakfast and calling it intermittent fasting. Number two, you are undernourished. You're not getting adequate nutrients. You're not eating quality, nutrient-dense, real foods. But heck, you're like, okay, I'm intermittent fasting, so I'm doing a good thing. Number three, you're backloading your day with all your food, all your calories, and let's be honest, all your alcohol, your alcohol content. This dramatically affects your sleep. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Huge mistake. Number four, you're waiting until you get hungry to eat. Did you know that hunger, your body giving you that hunger signal is a really good thing? Hunger is a sign of a healthy metabolism. Yes, give me a healthy, a healthy metabolism. Number five, you already have a lot of stress and you're piling stress on the body by not eating enough. During that eating window, you're not eating enough. So this affects your thyroid. This affects the the adrenal glands. To the body, stress is stress. It doesn't differentiate between different types of stress. So not getting enough to eat, not having adequate nutrients is a form of stress. Um, Number five, number six, sorry. You are waiting way too long to eat. And then you're breaking your fast with processed carbs because you're starving by then. And this dramatically affects your blood sugar. You're in a fasted state and then you break the fast with carbs and it's putting you on that blood sugar roller coaster. It's a disaster. And finally, number seven, you keep trying the same thing because it worked for you before or because you saw a TikTok video and you want to keep trying. Remember, remember. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So what do you do? You start to do things differently. Midlife women, listen to me, my friend. I'm in the same boat as you. What used to work for you is not going to work now. You have to change your strategy due to declining hormones. If you want the benefits of intermittent fasting, Without shooting yourself in the foot, here's some guidelines for you. Number one, choose a simple overnight fast of 12 to 14 hours when you're sleeping. Okay, you're not you're not eating. Uh, you're you're sleeping, right? So just choose that simple overnight fast of 12 to 14 hours. Avoid eating two to three hours before you go to bed. Otherwise, your body is digesting food, and that's going to keep your heart rate elevated and really prevent. Good restorative sleep. Number two, eat within an hour or two of waking up. Very important. Hey, keep in mind, my friend, uh, coffee with collagen does not count as breakfast. Yep, been there, done that. We're all guilty, right? Uh, Number three, break your fast with breakfast. Get it? Break fast breakfast. Okay, you got it. You got it. A high-quality, protein-filled breakfast that's going to leave you satisfied for hours. Somehow, the big food companies have convinced us like dessert is acceptable for breakfast. Like, I don't know how we got here. I'm here to tell you it's not. So, a breakfast filled with processed carbs and sugar and then the veritable load of caffeine from your coffee is a disaster for your blood sugar and your cortisol levels. You're shooting yourself in the foot. And I know this is going to probably make some of you angry, but you got to hear the truth from me that milk and cereal. If that's your breakfast, if that's your go-to, that muffin, um, that bagel, like Lord have mercy, you're shooting yourself in the foot because you are it's a blood sugar catastrophe. And you're putting yourself on a blood sugar roller coaster the rest of the day. Remember, you have all those processed carbs. That's all you're getting. That is, you're getting very little protein, very little, pro- very little fat with uh, milk and cereal. It's all carbs. Okay, it's mostly carbs, a, a lot of sugar. And what? Remember that the way it affects your blood sugar, what goes up must come down, and you feel it when it comes down. So do not be fooled by the stupid marketing that makes you believe that cereal is healthy. May as well eat a candy bar. Okay, uh, eat some eggs. And I know you're thinking, but Jennifer, those have fat and cholesterol. I know they do. That's why I'm telling you to eat them. Eat some eggs. And you might be thinking, oh my goodness, the cholesterol, what about that? By the way, did you know that cholesterol is the building blocks of hormones? So hey, if you're middle-aged, your hormones are declining. Let's make sure we've got some adequate cholesterol levels. Um, Finally, food combine. Um, This is a such a simple, solid trick. And um, I want you to make sure that your meals contain protein, fiber, healthy fat. Um, You've heard me talk about this before. So when we food combine like this, we are satisfied. Yay for satisfaction. And we don't feel the need to eat again real soon. So, you really don't feel the need for frequent snacks then you can go about three four hours in between meals and then reap the benefits of intermittent fasting in between meals yes you do need times where you're not eating okay so any period of time that you're going without eating you can still get the benefits of intermittent fasting so even just that time between meals you're not constantly grazing you can get the benefits of intermittent fasting so that set, you set yourself up for success by food combining, making sure you're satisfied and you're gonna be satisfied for several hours. Please remember what worked for you before may not work for you now. So change things up. Stop doing the extreme intermittent fasting, give your body the key nutrients that it needs to function and then watch your health improve. Do something different. Okay, that's it for today. Join me next time for Summer Food, How Much Protein Do I Need? Now, give yourself a smile for listening and being proactive with your health. You've got this, girl.